Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Richard, and I'm your announcer. We are pleased to be using our one talent to the glory of God with a desire to grow our brothers and sisters in Holy Communion with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The truth is revealed in the growth of the podcast in 47 countries, as well as the encouraging comments and heartfelt questions you have all sent us. We thank you for listening and sharing your experiences in prayer. And now, we are very excited to announce our October surprise. Fred also has a celebration announcement. And speaking of our host, here he is now. My friend and yours, Fred. Thank you once again, Richard, for those very kind words and your appreciation of everyone who listens. The last extended introduction, I forgot to mention how much I just appreciate most of all your friendship. And for those of you out there, I don't think we've discussed it before. Richard and I met just a few years before our mutual retirements, and I am really thankful for his continued friendship. We are coming up now to the middle of October in our October surprise, and I wanted to, at this point, truncate the introduction. Uh, Richard, by the way, that means shorten. (laughs) Just so everybody has a little less to wade through. Quickly then, again, I want to thank everybody for listening and the encouragement that that is to me. There's been some really fantastic growth this year. And as we again thank you and Richard, obviously, Our gratitude to God is uppermost in our minds. He's given us salvation. He's given us the Holy Spirit. And it's through his mercies that this lowly slave of his even has a chance to encourage anyone who listens to a life of prayer, to a conversation with God. So thank you, Jesus, for that. His mercies also allow and even encourage us to our close communion with him. Indeed, as we have been hearing, J.C. Ryle reminds us, prayer is a command. And as it is my proclivity to stress our growing peace and assurance and joy and comfort as we make prayer our daily habit, our conversation with God, a consistent part of our lives, we again are spending this month with Pastor Ryle. He lived, and I misspoke in the first introduction, he lived in the 19th century. And we are reminded of how critical prayer is. As an act of obedience, which it is, we find our way into the presence of the Holy Father, our obedient Savior, the Son, and the indwelling Holy Spirit who energizes us in the graces of God. Thank you once again for listening. And now, let's go to the episode. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Fred, and I am, until the Lord decides differently, the principal of the podcast. I like that term just because it's a little bit different, but all it really means is that I am able to talk to you all about the promises of God that lead us to the relationship we have with Him in salvation, and then our need to commune with Him and to talk to Him. We are looking from J.C. Ryle again that prayer is a command, and it is, but it's that command that we have talked about before that has a merciful, loving result. 
This is our third and final episode on these two paragraphs. I'm just going to read the second one today on page nine from Ryle when he's talking about prayer, and he just finished talking about hypocrisy. But then he says, But this I do say, but not praying is a clear proof that a man is not yet a true Christian. He cannot really feel his sins. He cannot love God. He cannot feel himself a debtor to Christ. He cannot long after holiness. He cannot desire heaven. He has yet to be born again. He has yet to be made a new creature. He may boast confidently of election, grace, faith, hope, knowledge, and deceive ignorant people. But you may rest assured it is all vain talk if he does not pray. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. We talked about that paragraph contains in it the four principles that every lengthy biblical prayer has in it. Confession, worship, gratitude, thanksgiving, and intercession for ourselves and for others. And when he talks about here, the reason I wanted to do this one again is I wanted to go a little deeper. It's just not those four things, although those four things are in there. What would cast doubt on any person who thought they were a Christian or who believes themselves to be a Christian is contained in that or in that paragraph as well. When he says he cannot really feel his sins, which one of us have not come to God after we have our salvation, in our maturity, especially as we grow and grow in Christ, and just wept and cried out with David, forgive my sins. In Psalm 51, in another psalm, he said, if you count iniquity against us, who could stand? And our hearts are broken. We have the God who loves us, who cared so much that he sent his only begotten son and you'll remember the prayer that led, or the incident that led David to Psalm 51 was his sin with Bathsheba that he tried to hide. And it had to be heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to me when I read it, when we read of, of God telling David all the things he had done. And then he said, if these had not been enough, and this is a fret of, fret of phrase, if these had not been enough, I would have given you more. What a heartbreak. And as we grow in Christ more and more, the truth of what Ryle says is right here. He cannot really feel his sins. Unbelievers may want to change some habits, but they don't feel their sins. He cannot love God. How can you love someone you don't want to talk to, that you don't want to be in a relationship with, to listen to and talk to? It's not love if we don't listen and we don't communicate to the person that we have a relationship with. So as he's challenging us, all of us in our prayer lives, what moves us to prayer is to be broken, is to be brokenhearted over our sins and to be so overwhelmed by who God is and what he reveals himself, how he reveals himself in the Bible, that we long to draw close to him. I think it's James that says, hypocrites. Draw close to God and he will draw close to you. And our inner man wants to draw close to him. When I ponder and think about everything that my wife does for me and how she watches watches over me and how she's taking care of me in my illnesses over the last few years, I cannot help but be thankful. And I don't tell her enough. 
If you're not a Christian, you do not feel like a debtor before Christ. And if you are a Christian, the gratitude that flows from our hearts to the Christ, to the Messiah who bled and died for us, is overwhelming at times. When Jesus says, hallowed be thy name, and then he says, thy will be done, that's what Ryle says here, longing after holiness. When we know the will of God, when we listen to the Sermon on the Mount and the beauty of living that way and living that way in the presence of God because he's given us, he's given us the power, how could we not long after holiness as elusive as it is for us? And desiring heaven. Thank you, Jesus. I can't wait to come home. All those statements, all those statements, all those elements of prayer, all those emotions are evidence of a new creature. And we have known some in our lives, haven't we, that boast confidently only with empty boasts. The emotive phrases that J.C. Ryle uses here cannot but help tug at the affections of a sincere, maturing Christian. Sons and daughters of the Most High are going to feel all those affections. When we think about our lives, we think about our calling, and we think about the God who saved us. We remember from Paul in Philippians 3.3 that we are the true circumcision who worship in the Spirit of God and the glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. That's who we are, beloved, and we can't worship in the Spirit without that relationship. And we can't glory in Christ if we don't remember what he's done for us. And we will inevitably, without him, push with our pride the confidence that we have in the flesh. When John the Baptist says in Luke 3, the first part of the verse, when he tells them, his listeners, therefore bring forth fruits in keeping with repentance, a sincere prayer is one of those first fruits in normal cases. For the rest of us, me and whoever else is listening to this and needs to know that prayer is a command, it may not be the first fruit, but it can be the deepest, the most profound. O holy God, my soul does wait for thee in the still of the night and in the early morning. I wait in silence for thee only. Thou art my hope. Thou art our hope. Thou art our rock and our salvation. Thou art a stronghold, we shall not be shaken, because we know him with whom we have to do. No glory of our own do we bring to thee, sweet Jesus. We rest in thee and thy glory. Thou art the rock cut out without hands. Thou dost give us strength. Thou dost give us a refuge under thy wings. Help us to pray and listen and trust in thee at all times. Help us to grow there. Let us forever, as we will in heaven, pour out our hearts before thee. Thou art indeed our refuge. Teach us to pray. Let none of your children go without access to you and the peace that comes through confession, through worship, through gratitude, and through desiring your will. We commit this to you, to you O sweet Jesus, our Savior. In your name we pray it, because we know it is your will. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. Trust in the Lord at all times. Let's pour our 
pour out our hearts before him because he is our refuge and our fortress. Let's pray for one another. 